How many knows that we're a piece of work? (laughs) And we say that sometimes as a bad term, but let me tell you, you're His handiwork. He is molding you and shaping you. And I, I want you to understand that even as we read this Scripture tonight, I want you to see that His truth wants to continually refine and continually shape us to reflect His truth in the capacity that it shall be reflected. Verse 11 says, Now on His way to Jerusalem. This is 1711. Now on His way to Jerusalem, Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And then as He entered a certain village, there met Him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. They were at a distance. And they lifted up their voice. Now that's something I want you to underline because it's very important to underline that they lifted up their voice. They said something. How many knows that when the Lord is in the place, it's important that you say something? Well, you need to be quiet. No, you need to say something. When your help's in the room, how are you going to receive your answer if you're not asking Him for help? You need to say something. When the presence of God is moving, that is your opportunity to speak to the one who's speaking. And we see here that he's, they said something, they spoke up, and it was, it was a lifting up. It was a loud something that they were saying with their voices. And they said this, Jesus, they're lifting up the name, Jesus. Jesus, they said it loud and proud. Master, have mercy on me. And so when he saw them, he said to them, go. Somebody shout, go. Show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. They they were cleansed as they went. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned. I want you to speak that word with me. Shout return. That's an important word. Underline that right there. And one of them, uh, when they saw that he was healed, when he saw that, there it is, when he saw that he was healed. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes to the wonder that when he saw the miracle that had taken place, somebody shout, he returned. And now with a loud voice, he glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, where there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except the foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. In one translation, it says whole. He was made whole because he returned. Do you want to be healed or do you want to be whole? Because the difference is in the, is in the direction that you're going. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. Heavenly Father, I ask right now that you would anoint this message, anoint this thought, anoint this word tonight. God, I pray that you would anoint it and that it would have a breaker's anointing upon it. God, I pray that you would transition our thought process through your word and by your word, Father. I thank you that you not only heal a people, but you can make a people whole. And I'm asking you tonight that you would show us, God, through the painting of this picture, the gospel message of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you, the Lord, that you healed the ten, but I'm so thankful for those who have a great an attitude of gratitude. 
And Lord, I'm thankful that those who have this kind of posture and this kind of position to get to you, to get to your presence, God, there's something to be said about those who will come to you. And we give you all the glory and all the praise for this word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I find it interesting as I was reading this passage of Scripture, you know, I like to sometimes I'll underline, God, I'll just say this, the Holy Spirit and will underline words. Do y'all do that when you're, when you're studying something out, when, when God is speaking to you on a personal level through Scripture? There's a lot of times that I'm reading and the Holy Spirit highlights words. Is there anybody that, that God does that? He's like, he's like just, just hold on to this word for a minute. Matter of fact, pause. Don't go any further than this word. And you'll begin to study and you'll begin to research and you'll see the definitions of this word are dynamic. I mean, it, it really begins to open up truth. And, and it's so awesome that the place where Jesus was traveling to, Jerusalem, how many knows it's his place? It is the capital, it's the place, and that place there absolutely represents completeness and wholeness. The meaning of Jerusalem is completeness and wholeness. It's not coincidental that that name of the place is what he represents. He is a God who is not doesn't halfway do something, but when he does it, he does it completely, and he does it wholly. How many, when Jesus changed you, it was, it was for real. I mean, it changed everything about you. And we see here that traveling along the border between Samaria and Galilee, I would like to point out also that it was a place of peace. Jerusalem is a place of peace. But I also want to also point out that Jesus is the high priest. He's the high priest. And it, it, he's, they're in the place of peace. The high priest is speaking to them. Jesus, the one who's traveling between Galilee and Samaria, on his way to Jerusalem, and he, uh, he's meant this place was the place where many things had already transpired. This was a, an atmosphere. It was an area for miracles. It was the place where people had seen the power of God through Jesus Christ walking the earth, and we see that ministry had happened here. Ministry had already taken place, and as he entered a certain village, the Bible said that these 10 men begin to approach Jesus. When you hear about a miraculous ability, uh, there's nothing like a good old Holy Ghost meeting where you hear that people are being healed and coming out of wheelchairs that will make you want to get in that area where that is. When there's revival or Brownsville, or, uh, 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 you know, there's something about God opening up the heavens over territories. How many knows that God sometimes there's a specific place for him to do and operate. And we can see this because we see that where there's an open heart, there's an open heaven. And there's territories that uh, pray and, and allow their heart to be open. And God allows the heaven to be open in that specific territory as they've been interceding for what God wants to do. And so Jesus had already performed miracles in this area and in this territory. And I believe it was no unusual thing for the lepers that were the outcasts to congregate together. These were lepers that would be, uh, they were congregated together. They were out, the outcasts from society. They were forbidden uh, actually by law uh, to come uh, near fear of infecting other people. Now this sounds a whole lot like some stuff that we've been, that we have had to go through in the last few years. It was called social distancing. 
And there was actually that they had to stay away uh, from other people, their family members and those that were around them. But the Bible says that they lifted their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Isn't it amazing that the same uh, lingo, we, it reminds me of blind Bartimaeus who is walking by, you know, he, he's begging and he's, a, and, and he's a beggar and he's blind, but he hears this, that Jesus that was in that, that territory, he's passing by. Here's the thing that's awesome. The same two situations was not going to allow this moment of their miracle to pass them by. Listen, it, I want to tell you, when the presence of the Lord is saturating a place and God is moving and there's an anointed word that is going forth for your victory, don't you dare allow anything to distract the moment and the opportunity for you to receive your miracle. There is something here that is so powerful that connects the blind Bartimaeus as he says, Master, have mercy upon me. Have, have mercy. Have compassion upon me. Uh, and son of David, have mercy upon me. And even though the crowd told blind Bartimaeus to be quiet, he turned up the level. He turned up the volume. Some people are going to think you're crazy when you lift your voice to get a hold of Jesus. But I want to tell you, they are not the ones that can solve the problem. So why do we get so too focused on the people around us that like to keep us captured and behind closed doors and really behind bars of our situation? And, and we miss the, the moment of promise and we miss the moment to lift our voice and call out. He said, cry out and call unto me and I'll see if I will not show you things that are so marvelous that you cannot even comprehend what I want to show to the ones who have the opportunity to cry out. But you have to cry out when the opportunity presents itself. This is what is happening here. The master, he's saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on me. Now, before I get too excited about the miracle, I want you to understand tonight that there was a difference. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say there was a difference in one person. Nine were the same. Here's what God is saying. It's so crazy that we'll follow the nine and we'll resist the one that's different. Come on, somebody. God is showing us that it's not all the time about what the nine looks like. Sometimes it's about the one. And we miss the one because we're too worried about the nine. You see, and we see here that before we, there's a difference because the Jews were different than the Samaritans. We know this. this I'm not going to take a long time here. We know this, that the Jews were different than the Samaritans. The, the Jews hated the Samaritans. They did not even want to be near them. They would uh, take a detour to get away from the Samaritans. They hated one another. Samaritans were considered pagans to the Jews. And we see that they would bypass their territory. And, and, and it was interesting that they had some common things, but they preferred nothing in common. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 were, they, they had some common things, but they preferred not to be associated with one another. They did not want to be together, especially concerning religion. And we see in a normal scenario, these two would have remained separated. Uh, but I want you to understand in our story, they were together. Now, now here's something that popped out at me. Isn't it interesting what brought them together? <laughs> because there's nothing like common conditions and afflictions 
that can bring us together. I wish I had somebody to help me preach in this place. There's nothing like misery that will give you some company. You know what I'm saying? If you've got misery, you've got a ministry. I'm telling you, you've got a concern corner. And I'm telling you, it will be absolutely awesome. You will not run out of things to say. There will be so much that you can agree upon because misery loves company. I, I want you to know that it's easy for us to connect to our condition, but God is trying to position you to receive promise. Conditions are and afflictions are a, a uniter. Leprosy brought them together. Various of infections, skin, scales, open sores, loss of feeling, uh, hurt. You know, hurt people can sit around hurt people. They, they love to, to, oh, look, do you see how beautiful my wound is? It's oozing out. Let some get on you. Oh, yeah, you went through that too. Yeah, church hurt is it's the worst hurt. And, and you can go to Walmart, somebody can cuss you out and flip you off. And next time you see them, you don't take no mind about it. But I want you to understand, when you have some hurt, hurt uh, huddles in hurt. They, they know how to huddle. And let me tell you, when hurt huddles, heaven just is nowhere to be found where there's a hurt huddle. And we see that, that this leprosy's brought them together and this infection and they, they have a, a disorder and they have scales and, and, and they're blind. there's a blinding that goes on and there's open sores and there's loss of feeling. And let me tell you, if you are experiencing kind of hurt and infection of, of sin or hurt or what wounds or bitterness or hatred or anger, whatever the case may be, you need to get somewhere uh, where you're not filled with that kind of atmosphere the cure there, there is 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 beyond the position that we allow ourselves to get in there was no cure for this curse there was no cure for this curse. Matter of fact, the, 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 they had to stay six feet away from their family. They couldn't live within the walls of the city. Uh, they had to avoid uh, even. Uh, uh, t uh, they had to avoid contact. They had to avoid it at every turn. They had to avoid their clothes were torn. According to Leviticus chapter number thirteen, they their 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 clothes were torn, and it also says the only thing that could come out of their mouth was unclean unclean and they would say that loudly so that whoever was around them would understand who they are and you need to stay away from me but we see here that something they all that they could say was unclean but I want you to touch your neighbor and say until <laughs> they, they they could only shout unclean until Jesus showed up until Jesus uh, when Jesus showed up something else came out of their mouth I, I want you to hear me right now he was unlike any other priest he 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 wasn't anything like what they was around he wasn't he wasn't so bound by this law that he could not perform a miracle so they understood that the, the one that they were in the atmosphere with had the power and the authority to heal them to change them to to move them in the right direction and we see that Jesus showed up. And when Jesus showed up, healing showed up. Why? Because he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. And let me just go ahead and tell you, even before those stripes came, healing was in his blood. 
So no matter where he was, healing was available. And these ten understood that they didn't have to shout unclean. They could shout out mercy, which means it was something that they didn't deserve. But they knew that the one who was there in their midst was able to do exceeding abundantly above anything their situation looked like, above anything that the curse that was on their life. How many knows he's a curse crusher? Come on, somebody. He is a evil eliminator and so it doesn't matter what your condition is it doesn't matter what kind of curse has been placed over your life it was the same lingo until Jesus showed up listen you gotta get out of the huddles of the hurt and you gotta get up in a place where the presence of Jesus is because where his spirit is his power is where his spirit is his peace is where his spirit is his joy is where his spirit is he can cover everything that looks like a blemish with his righteousness somebody take 30 and give him praise if you don't mind in this place somebody shout Jesus the healer how many has he healed you is he your redeemer tonight? Jesus, your redeemer. He, he bought you back with his blood. Jesus, the almighty one, the master, the master. Jesus, have mercy. The master, the maker, the prophet, the voice, the lamb of God, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Until Jesus came into their village, into their midst, they remained unclean. Somebody shout until. Until Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Watch this. What can make me whole again? <laughs> Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He won't only take the leprosy of your sin, but he will make you a new creature where old things pass away. And behold, I wish somebody would get excited because you're saved tonight. Somebody get excited because you were down in sin, but he lifted you up and he, he, he created you again. He made you a new creature. Old habits and hearts lost their attractiveness. You're attracted to a new thing you're attracted to a new word you're attracted to a new way if that's you in this place somebody praise him right now somebody just don't don't just return on a Wednesday night and not give him praise somebody give him praise in his house because he is worthy his blood brought you out of sin his his blood paved the way his blood made a way out of that addiction his blood broke depression off of your life and you shouldn't be here with the sanity of your mind but you're in your right mind tonight because the blood of Jesus created pathways in your brain where the enemy tried to take you out and confuse you his mercy made you new in your mind somebody give God praise if you're thankful for a new mind tonight and here's the thing that was so awesome about this situation because other rabbis and pious leaders told them you you deserve the disease has you ever have you ever heard, heard people talk about other people they'll never talk about you to your face like this you know what i'm saying oh but they deserve that because of who they are they deserve what they got they deserve this disease that's what was going on rabbis leaders they all they deserve do you know how rotten how filthy how bad how ugly have you seen the sores have you seen the blinders they deserve that disease but they had heard 
about something else. <laughs> you can hear the words of man or you can hear the words of something else. They had heard about the healing power of Jesus' ministry that had taken place in the same location, in the same area that Jesus is passing through, the wonderful miracles that had been done. They were not willing to allow this moment to pass them by. Uh, the, the, the master of mercy was there, and they were not willing to move without change. Can I tell you, when the master of mercy is in your midst, don't you move without being changed. Come on. Every single time you feel his presence there is an opportunity to be changed and refined in some capacity and they had heard about it and they said we're not going to move until we are touched by Jesus but here's what happens they weren't touched by Jesus they had to stay away because it was law for them to be social distanced and they had to stay away from Jesus so they cried out Jesus master have mercy upon me and without touching them he commanded them how many knows that Jesus don't even have to touch you he can speak to you come on and if he speaks to you healing can come I feel the power of the Holy Ghost somebody give God praise because as the word is going forth his spoken word is going forth how many knows that cancer can be uprooted out of body wow the spoken word of God the inspired word of the Holy Spirit is God. that's the power of his word this is not just literature ladies and gentlemen I come to tell you that this word has the ability to heal your sick body it has the ability to heal your sick mind it has the ability to heal you from a religious spirit and that is exactly what we see happens here wonderful miracles were happening as Jesus commanded 10 were being healed by their faith and he said I want you to go he just commanded them something how many knows God will command you to do something no, he just wants me to sit comfortable and he loves me. No, he commands you to do something. They had heard and they were commanded. And by faith, as he said, go show, guess what they did? They went. When he said go, they went. They turned in the direction of the priest and they went toward the direction that was commanded them to go. And the priest, they were going, and, and if Jesus would have touched them, he would have broken the law. It's important for us to know that he would have broken the law, and he did not come to destroy the law. He came to be the fulfillment of the law. So he was not going to break the law. He was going to be the fulfillment of what the law represented. And, and it's so remarkable that while they were still lepers, hallelujah, while they were still lepers, they were still in their condition, this was was a step of faith. Now I want you to see the gospel in this. While they, while we're still yet sinners, come on somebody, I had to believe the bloody gospel message of Jesus and I stepped to an altar in faith and I still looked the same and I smelt the same and I felt the same, but when I began to move in faith, something began to, anybody understand what I'm saying, that you were a drunk and you were still a drunk when you made the move, but when you made the move, God started making moves in your life and everything begin to shift and change as you begin to move in faith. 
We see this is the remarkable uh, reflection of this message, such as the picture of putting a new man. Even when you look the same and feel the same, my faith, everything is changed. I want you to turn your neighbor right now and say everything might look the same, but as Jesus speaks his word tonight, come on somebody, how many knows he's speaking a word tonight? And as he's speaking a word, everything around you might feel the same, everything around you might look the same, but it's what you do with the word that he's speaking that's going to shift your season that's going to change your destiny that's going to save I wish I had some people to help me on a Wednesday night do I have any Wednesday night worshipers that you came to the house of God not just to receive but to give him something tonight somebody give him praise in the house of God I'm sorry I can't help myself y'all know me they begin to change as they begin to move just turn to your neighbor and say, your move will activate his moves in your life if he's your master. Now watch, he said master, right? Jesus. Well, if he's my master, now I have the opportunity to prove it by my obedience. The highest reason given for believer is that God commanded it. The highest reason, let me say it like this, the highest reason given for believing is because God commanded us to believe. If he commanded us to have faith, have, we have the opportunity to prove obedience. Come on, somebody. As we are obedient to his word, the Old Testament was showing us here that the, that that was something that was happening. But I want you to understand that as you obey the Lord, uh, that's as you obey the Lord by if, as you obey the Lord to believe. Let me just say that as you obey the Lord by and you're believing by faith. The reason that you believe and the reason it's such an amazing thing, the high reason of giving uh, uh, giving for believing is that God commanded it. He said, "He that comes to God must believe." That must, it's a command, believe that he is and that he is. I want you to turn your neighbor and say he is and he is. He, he, is a, he is a healer, he is a doctor, he is a lawyer, he's all the things that you need him to be tonight and he is a rewarder to those who will turn around and return to him and seek him and go after him and you understand that he's the source. Somebody give God praise because you understand that he is the one you're seeking is the source of all things. He's the source that you're searching for. He's the peace that you're looking for. He's the hope that you're looking for. Jesus. Somebody shout, Jesus is my master. Jesus is my master. Jesus is my healer. Jesus is the way maker. And we see here in the Old Testament, I want to, I want to point this out. I was questioning if I was going to point this particular thing out. But I think I'm going to go ahead and do it it's in the Old Testament that we see prescribed that a person healed of leprosy had to go to the priest for inspection. So this is why that he went. He was going to be inspected by the priest, by a man-made priest. Jesus said, I want you to go. They're going to, they're going to inspect you and they can acclimate you. There's acclimation that they can do and they could tell you. Uh, you pass, you're cleansed, you're clean, you're whole, you know, you're you're good, you can go on. And we see such faith in the words of Jesus as the ten turned around and as they begin to walk toward the priest, 
they didn't question Jesus. Let me tell you, when Jesus tells you to do something, don't question it, just do it. Whatever he tells you to do, you remember the water, the wine, whatever he tells you to do, do that. Whatever Jesus tells you to do, don't hesitate, don't think about it, just do what Jesus tells you to do. And they didn't question it, they believed and they moved. They believed and they moved. They believed and they moved. And in faith, as they went, they were cleansed. That's the Word of God. As they went, they were cleansed. Let me just tell you this. I believe that as you go after the Word is done and you move on the Word of God, you're going to be cleansed. You're going to be healed. You're going to be delivered. Why? Because that's the power of His Word. It's the power of His Word. And they were healed, watch this, they were cleansed, and they were healed together. Somebody say together. So they had a condition together, and they had healing together. Now that is something that happens. You can have a lot of conditions that are similar, and it can start one way, but one word can bring forth divine healing. And that's what happens right here. They're being healed together. Somebody say they're being healed together. They're being healed together. Somebody shout together. Nine Jews and one Samaritan are together. They have a common condition. They've also had a common experience. They've been healed. Somebody shout together. But then here we are. After they've been healed, something separated them again. What separated them? Verse 15, something pulls them apart. In the nine... In, in, in the Scripture, the nine Jews, uh, maybe uh, they, they kept a close, uh, they, they had the close relationship with the Samaritan. It, it, maybe, I, I don't know, but maybe it would have devastated their status if they now they're healed and they're all together, you know, because he's a Samaritan. And I don't want to associate myself. I'm healed now. I'm whole. So now I'm back in the clan. So I don't want to be associated you see what I'm saying? This is the way we do, church people. We're good at it. And we see that, that now, well, I just, it, would be, it wouldn't be good for me. My popularity would not be possible if I allow this person back into my camp among the Jews. But watch, watch this. When Jesus had told them in verse 14, go show yourself to the priest, in the temple of Jerusalem, there was, an ins there was an inscription on a block in the temple. On the block wall. Many of you researchers are going to know this. You're already there. It said, let no foreigner enter in. There was no foreigner that could enter into the temple. In the, the sanctuary. They could not come in because they were a foreigner. Only the ones who were, were a part of the company was able to enter in. And Jesus said... Was no one found to return and give praise to God? Watch this, except the foreigner, this foreigner, the one who has not the capability to get into the temple, into the presence of God, even into the priest. The word that Jesus used in the same word here is the same word here that was inscribed on the wall of the temple to describe those who could not enter. Now I want you to see the faith of the foreigner right now. Because no matter, he knew this. He knew that, that, that the way that he's going, he's not even going to get to the end of the direction that he's going. Because he, he can't enter into the priest's quarters. He couldn't get into there. But his faith moved him, even though he knew that maybe possibly he couldn't enter into the priest. 
And while, man, somebody get to these keys because I'm feeling this thing right now. While he's moving, Jesus was healing. While he's moving. And what I think is so awesome, ladies and gentlemen, is while he's moving, I don't know if the nine, the nine was probably so blinded. I, now, I, you know, we're painting here because we don't really know the scenarios, but, but the nine, maybe they were so caught up in what they were getting, what they were getting back into that they missed. Are you hearing me? They were, they were healed, but they were still blinded. You can be healed and you can go out and you can be changed in a moment, but you can still be bound. You can still be blind by religion and you can still, and this is what happened. The nine wanted religion, but there was one who desired relationship. I, I want you to understand that there's a difference in dedication and intimacy. Sometimes intimacy will pull you into even what dedication religiously, because we can be dedicated and religious. Oh, but if you've got desire, if you've got hunger, and this is what happened. As he's moving toward the priest, the Bible says that his eyes were opened by God, and he knew that he was healed. And, and, and rather than just keep going in the direction he was going, he turned around to the high priest. And when he got to Jesus, the Bible says that he fell down at the feet of Jesus. And one translation even says that he fell on top of the feet of Jesus, and he touched Jesus. You can be healed or you can be whole. You can stay at a distance even right now. You can hear the word and you can stand your distance and just hear the word of God. But is there anybody that wants to return and touch him? Is there anybody that wants to return until he touches you? I wish you'd take about 30 seconds and give God praise in this place. Somebody return with your worship that if he's delivered you, he's worthy of your glory. If he delivered you, he's worthy of your glory. Jesus was the source of his healing. Come on. If Jesus is the source of your healing and you've been healed, why don't you just reach out and worship him right now? Just lift your hands and surrender. Matter of fact, stand to your feet all over this place. And if he healed you, come on. Somebody in this place, you were changed by double Sunday. But did you return with worship? Did you return with praise? Or are you just going to stay at a distance and go to a man-made thing? Listen, some of them wanted man but others wanted Jesus. Which do we want? Do we want man or do we want the manifestation of the man named Jesus? Somebody lift your hands right now. He had no desire to go back. Listen, break the desire to go back. This is a statement that has been ringing in my ears because it's so easy to go back to our custom, what we're accustomed to do. It's so easy. Listen, I'm a religious person uh, it, by nature, personality. I love, uh, I love my heater. I'm going to turn it on while I'm studying. I'm going to get me a cup of coffee. I'm religious in things. And, and even, the, you know, when you have God's pulling you into new territory and he's showing you destiny, he's giving you fresh vision. It's easy when things are not going your way to go, well, this always worked and I'll just go back here and I'll grab a hold of this. But I promise you this, if you'll hold on to that, that's all you're going to be able to see. God wants to give you vision. He wants you to see your healing so that you will return and get more. Is there anybody that come tonight, you didn't come to just to hear a word, but you come to be changed by the word. You come because you want Want more of him is there any hungry in the house please let me hear your hunger right now somebody let a noise come out of you let God hear you turn up lift up your praise to the Lord
That's something that I would like to acknowledge because they didn't, Brother Matthew, he didn't just come with the need. We're good at coming with our need. We're so good. And buddy, we have courage and boldness when we want to come with our need before the Lord and and we'll even grab a hold of some people to agree with us. Oh, but when somebody's praising their shoes off down here. The ones who had the need and got the answer are looking at them from a distance wondering why they're so crazy. I come to tell you, they returned because they knew where their source come from. They know where their help comes. I wish I had somebody who understands what I'm praising has the potential to break through every generational curse, to break through every spirit of witchcraft in this region. Somebody give God praise and say, I'm returning with worship. I thank God he's answered my need. But I'm going to turn, return to give him glory. Come on, lift your hands right now and just be able to just do it. Just begin to do it. Just return in your spirit. Return, return, turn, 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 turn. Turn back to your first love. Turn back to that moment he brought you out. Turn back to that moment that he, he, he showed you mercy as you cried out for mercy. Please forgive me. Have mercy on me. And Jesus showed you and gave you something that you were not worthy of. He, he presented it to you. He gave it to you. He healed you. He eradicated sin out of your life cleansed you don't just get cleansed and go back to the same routine don't be religious and miss relationship return to where you got your healing that's the difference in the nine and the one there's a lot of nines but is there a one in here Is there a one that understands the one who's changed you? Come on, somebody. Come on. I'm not trying to color. I'm I'm trying to let you understand that that's why worship's important. That's why your pastors are saying, praise him, worship him. Why? Because he's worthy of your praise. Because you'd be in a devil's hell had it not been for the mercy of God. You should return not to just sit there and analyze everything that's going on. Why don't you get to the feet of Jesus and be changed in your life? I'm sorry, but I'm telling you, I'm tired of religion. So sick of it. You want to just come in here and you want to analyze everything and you're just waiting for somebody to trip up. That's religion. You ain't deserving of that. You should just stay in your disease. The devil is a liar. Come on, somebody. Who the sun sets free ought to declare, I'm free indeed. I once was blind, but now I see that I'm healed. And not only am I healed, Jesus said, because I worship him, I can be made whole. Oh my goodness. What if I'm healed but not whole? And the only way to wholeness is to return to Him in worship. You say, why is worship so important? Why is praise so important? Why do you get caught up on a song? I've had people to tell us that we don't preach, that we don't preach sermons here. Hello, where are you? Every word, every song, every melody is prophetic. You're just in the wrong mindset. Get out of your carnality and get to the feet of Jesus. Get out of your Judas and get to Jesus. You 
want to change your community, stop analyzing everybody else and look in the mirror. Because it starts with me. Where am I going to be when you're looking at me? At the feet of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Just worship him right now. He's worthy. I'm sorry. I just get a little bit righteous and indignant when I see religion. I hate religion. I can't stand it. And that's not in this house. I'm not talking about this house because there's so many who's playing games. They have a form of godliness. They're like the nine. They wanted the form, but they didn't want the power. But I feel there's a one in here who wants the power, who wants to be transformed by the, the watering of the word. You want to? You want your mind fixed. Is there anybody say, I need my mind fixed. The way to get your mind fixes to get to the feet of Jesus do I have anybody in here who's unashamed of who Jesus has created you new to be and if that's you I want you to I, this is a way we're going to end this thing I want you to run as we I want you to run to this altar and we're going to give him worship some of you may want to lay prostrate some of you may want to take a knee some of you may want to stand with your hands out and just receive from the Lord but tonight we're going to return that's what I heard the Lord say we're not going to get our needs so met that we're not willing to return to him in worship for what he's already done and I heard the Lord say this to me as I was preparing for this message some of us have not seen things that God has promised in our life and it was almost like the Lord told me you keep wanting things without honoring me for what I've already done where's the attitude of gratitude come on if you've got a house over your head if you've got a table with meals on it I come to tell you you're blessed come on you're blessed if you've got a little bit of money in the bank and maybe some change in a dish. You're blessed. You're a, you're a rich man. You're a rich woman. I need somebody right now just to lift your voice and lift your hands. And I want you to look to him right now. Come on. Come on, come on. Focus on him. Worship him in spirit and in the truth that has been released. His truth is marching. His truth is being released. Listen, let's not be like those nine Jews that, that they, they, you know, uh, well, they wanted to wait and see if the cure was real. Don't, don't wait to see if it's real. Know that it's real until you see it. Come on, know it until you see it. Don't let your faith waver in this hour. Just begin to worship until you begin to see change. Just begin to worship. Listen, just begin to worship. Don't go visit anything else until you have a visitation in this moment with Jesus because you chose to return to him. Don't decide that, that your, your, your leprosy wasn't even a thing or your sin wasn't even a thing. Or Well, I was already being healed. Our carnality will talk us out of the miracle that we receive. But you know where you were. You know who you were. Somebody just begin to worship him because he delivered you. Because he saved you.